Are you still trying to get rid of that lockdown and festive season weight gain? Or are you giving up carbs? Hey, thought about it? Still thinking about it? It's almost the end of January. <laughs> or maybe you've been uh, thinking about maybe trying intermittent fasting? Well, experts say radical eating fads must be avoided and the focus should be on sustainable weight loss and balanced eating. To find out more this afternoon, we're talking now to... Um, Lila Brook, registered dietitian and spokesperson for the Association of Dietetics in South Africa. Welcome to the show. How are you doing, Lila? Thank you so much for having me. Good on you. Great. Now, firstly, uh, losing weight takes time. We all know that. We've all been through the yes. struggle, even me. Um, it's not something that happens overnight or in a matter of a few days, which we, we obviously wish it could. How important mm-hmm. is it, though, to understand that, listen, you need to give your body time to cut out the bad habits and gradually work towards healthier ones? Definitely, because if you think about it, it obviously takes time to gain the weight. So it takes time to lose the weight as well. So we can't expect an overnight change for, say, a weekend that's been happening for a couple of years. So definitely patience is key. Now, here's the thing, right? Um, Lots of diet trends are out now, especially with social media and being online all the time. Um, One of them is intermittent fasting. Would you recommend this? It definitely is extremely popular at the moment. Um, It really, really has taken off. And there is some research to say that there are some positive benefits to it in terms of certain disease prevention, such as diabetes, in terms of reducing inflammation, in terms of longevity. In terms of weight loss specifically, really the results are a bit mixed. Because obviously, if you are now cutting out breakfast, you're creating a calorie deficit by then cutting out, obviously, that meal's calories. And therefore, you will potentially have weight loss, at least initially. But I do find that very often those effects tend to wear off. Because although people are losing initially, as time goes on, they start to compensate for those calories that cut out for breakfast and start to just eat more the rest of the day. So they lose the potential benefit that the intermittent fasting would create. So I don't think it's really sustainable for most people, but it does depend on the person. And if it works for them, great. But they've got to then make sure that they're doing it correctly and making sure they're still getting the right balance the rest of the day. Yeah, because I have a few buddies who tried it. Some of them it worked, some of them it didn't. But um, yes. the ones that worked, they were eating some good stuff. And they're like, no, you can still have some of the good stuff. I'm like, that didn't make sense to me. But anyway, <laughs> I was jealous. It's all about, ultimately, it's about moderation. So you still want to be able to enjoy your food, obviously. It doesn't mean you should suffer. But it also doesn't mean that you have to skip breakfast to do it. Now, here's something that we speak about more often than not the whole year when it comes to weight loss, right? It's Mm. carbs. And there's a thinking that carbs are bad for you. Is this really the case? So definitely there's a genetic predisposition to cope better with carbs and some people cope better with fat. So there's that predisposition which definitely can play a role in terms of what is best for you. Having said that, though, definitely you can lose weight and eat carbs. There's absolutely no reason why you can't. Some people might do better with less carbs, some with a little bit more. Some people, yes, do do better with basically cutting it out. But ultimately, it is about the calories you take in versus the calories you expend. And if there's an imbalance in terms of that you are taking more calories than you burn, you're going to gain weight, whether that's made up from bread or chicken breast or olive oil, whatever it is. If there's too much, if there's a calorie surplus, it'll be stored as fat regardless of the source. Now, 
I've heard people say, listen, have carbs uh, till 2 p.m. Try not to have them mm. uh, after 2. Those, uh, are those the kind of things that work? Like for supper, try not to have too much of carbs or do away with mm. the bread. It takes long to digest. You're going to go to bed. What do you say about those things? Well, definitely red meat would take much longer to digest than carbs. But what we have to bear in mind is that is it the carbs itself or is it the person's ability to portion control the size of the meal and the type of carbs they're having? So in other words, if you say no carbs after 2 p.m., that means that the person's not having that after-dinner piece of cake and they're not having a huge quantity of pasta. They're not having, you know, large amounts of these foods. So their portion control is much better. Um, and in addition to that, if you are then saying, okay, well, for dinner, you're just having protein and vegetables, it does help to then limit your calorie intake. Having said that, if we go back to the intermittent fasting, there is the school of thought that if we keep our blood sugar levels more stable overnight or for as long a period as possible, not necessarily meaning fasting, but just keeping blood sugar levels stable, then what that can do is it can enhance weight loss. So in other words, trying to keep your blood sugar levels stable in terms of limiting carbs in the evening can potentially help with weight loss as well from that point of view. So basically, yeah, it's better to limit carbs. Lila, <laughs> what really should people be eating now to keep them fuller for longer and help keep the extra cages off? Because that's a key one too, isn't it? Yes, definitely. I completely agree that a mistake that many people make is they think that if they're not starving, they're not winning. And that is completely not the case. Because if you are constantly hungry and constantly running on empty and struggling, you won't be able to stick to it. You know, there's the saying that a good diet is like a good relationship. You shouldn't have to cheat to make it work. (laughs) And that's exactly what it comes down to. So you have to make sure that what you're doing is sustainable and a big part of that is feeling full and a big part of that is fiber. So if you're getting enough fiber through enough fruits and vegetables, enough legumes, your beans, lentils, chickpeas, enough of the whole grains, so like brown rice, yes, for carbs, then you will keep more full for longer or fuller for longer. In addition, protein is also important. If you're having enough protein, that also helps to keep you feeling full. However, if you start cutting our food groups altogether, you'll just want to eat more and that will throw off the process completely and then you will struggle to stick to it. So there has to be balance, there has to be enough fiber, enough protein, enough of the healthy fats, enough of the right amount of carbohydrates and the right type. It doesn't mean that there has to be complete elimination. Now here's something that's very close to the word carbs that's commonly mentioned. When we're speaking Mm. about diet and weight loss, this go hand in hand. Diet and weight loss supplements or pills. Because a lot of people, the moment you mention, let's go on a diet or I'm training, oh, I'm also on this, I'm also on that, or try this, try that, Mm. I'll send you a link, check it out. What's your advice on these things? Definitely, if it seems too good to be true, it is. That is always a good rule of thumb. Um, So, yes, um, there are a lot of products in the market. Do they work? If they worked, everybody would be on them. So generally, for the most part, definitely they generally don't work. They're usually just laxatives or diuretics. If they are effective and they're available over the counter, then that's suspicious. Then that means that there's something in there that shouldn't be, that it should actually be a scheduled drug. And the truth is that for those things that have an appetite suppressant effect, it's not actually helping you. Because instead of trying to suppress your appetite, it's important to learn to understand your appetite and understand what it's trying to tell you. If you're sort of in tune with your hunger levels, you start to realize, okay, I'm more hungry today, I need to eat more. I'm not as hungry today, I need to eat less. 
And if you can listen to your body and get the right food in before the right hunger level that you're at, it can greatly help in terms of losing and maintaining your weight as well. If you're driving home right now, um, to all our listeners, uh, Lila, and if you have a donut in your hand and you've got some uh, crisps that you're busy munching on, maybe you should put it down, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. What would you say in closing to all our people, Lila, to all our people, what would you like to say in closing regarding, you know, diets and and doing this for the new year? Because this is the the part where we're all trying to kickstart the the whole fitness thing now. Yes. So I definitely would say if you are trying to sort of lose weight and that is your New Year's resolution, instead of just trying to say, I want to lose weight, really think through what that actually means to you in terms of how you're going to do it, how much do you want to lose, what's your time frame, and making sure that obviously the way you do it is in a sustainable manner. So if you're going to do something crazy, it will not last. So it's got to be something balanced. And of course, the best way to do that is to see a registered dietitian. Um, That is always ideal because we are nutrition professionals that are trained in order to deal with all these sorts of situations and to make sure that we deal with the specific issues a person has while giving a tailored, personalized eating plan. So all the listeners out there can go to adsa.org.za. So adsa, not the bank. Adsa is A-Z for dog, S-A.org.za. And you can find a dietitian in your area to help you with your year's resolution. Great stuff. Lila Brooke, thank you very much for joining us on the official sure. drive. All the best for 2022. God bless you. You too. Cheers. Thank you so Bye-bye. Much. That's Lila Brooke, registered dietitian and spokesperson for the Association of Dietetics in South Africa. And of course, I uh, hope you picked up some pointers there, guys. Good luck with the diets and the weight training as well.